Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I am Travis Pepper, and you're listening to Mentoring a Moron. Welcome to all our new listeners. For all of you, this is the show where we take recommendations from you or each other on what to watch, read, listen to, or be inspired by. Each week we try our best to remain as professional as possible, but usually we let ourselves down. This week, however, it was technology that let us down as well, and my moron and I now hate each other. Oh well. At least we managed to pitch a Mr. Tickle and Kim Jong-un screenplay before it all went to shit. Hope you enjoy. Take it away, me. If you sometimes feel like a moron Don't worry, we've got one too Because we're not that clever But we make it all up With our can-do attitude So if you like a bit of banter With me and this old wanker We've got just the thing for you We've got lots of content and it won't make sense It's the Travis Pepper Show are you recording now? I I am. I'm recording on Audition and I'm also recording on Zoom. I tell you what it was. It was we said that we weren't smart enough to come up with this ourselves. That's what it was. That's what you said to me. <laughs> you said, <laughs> and Zoom said, yeah, these guys probably shouldn't have a podcast. And went, Do you want- sh- shut I reckon, us down. I reckon, it's, I reckon it's Kim Jong-un. I reckon he's caught wind. Doesn't Is this a conspiracy? No. He... he I think I'd get on well with him, to be fair. Okay, right. Let's see where this goes then. Go on then. Why do you think you get on well with King John? (laughs) Because I saw a picture of him on a ski lift, smoking a fag, and I thought, I like skiing. Cool. I guess that's how... (laughs) Your face is just... (laughs) I guess that's how our friendship started, so yeah. He's, He's little. Yeah. I'm little. So we've got some common ground there. We can mm-hmm. talk about we could talk about we could talk about like the troubles that we have as little men. Um <laughs> he's a dictator. I don't know if I'm a dictator as such, but I could have a go for a day. Um, loud, you loud. I reckon I could convince yeah. him to grow his hair out. I th- I th- I think if he grew his hair a bit longer that would help him. So I'd have a conversation what, with him. What about with his that. Uh, with his um public appeal. <laughs> The hair, the hair's the issue. Yeah, I think I think we can. I think I, I think he'd appreciate. I think he'd appreciate me sharpening that up. I think he's just one of those guys that needs a hug. Do you know what I mean? Like he just needs somebody. Obviously, to hug wasn't him. hugged enough um, when he was a kid. He's got like his nick. Yeah, he's one of those kids that like just like toys are out the pram. Like he's not happy with life, um, so he just needs somebody to come in and hug him. Which is the same as you this week. You've needed a hug this week, I think. Yeah. I haven't had a hug this week. Have you not? Yeah. It's because you've been whinging. That's why. So how does that work? Do I, only get, do I only get hugs when I'm happy? Yeah. Who wants to hug you? And I can't hug you anyway, but like, all <laughs> I've, had from, all I've had from you this week is... You've wanted no, nothing no, but no. hugs from me. Yeah, we are. We are we're huggers, though. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Hug we're, we're hugging I think people. I, yeah, I think not everybody likes that though. Yeah, like uh, it's the minimalists documentary. We're not, we're not that much of a hugger. We don't. When we mm. say hi to people and they go for a handshake, we wouldn't be like, no, 
we're huggers. <laughs> just just uh, bring them in. Yes, we would. <laughs> yeah, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> I can so see us doing that. No, I know. Yeah, we wouldn't. Um, but no, I I felt like that this week because I just feel like you've been a little bit down in the dumps now that you've actually got to do some work and you've got to do your German <laughs> lessons. And it's been like, oh, woe is me. My well, name's like, my name's Travis and life is hard. I'm, I'm going to explain this. I'm going to explain this anyway, but I forgot that homework is a thing because I haven't had homework since 2012, really. And so I, for- I haven't had, I haven't been given homework, you know, right. schoolwork to do at home. What and- have we been doing here this for the last 22 weeks? Well, this is apparently like my recreational time. This is something I do for fun. Apparently, oh, well, I, actually, I actually put it down on my list as my homework to do for the week. <laughs> really? Because <laughs> I, I was talking to I was talking yeah. to my friends uh, about um, this this homework thing because the way I, so I'm on I'm on reduced hours for work, but I'm working fifty percent. And I was like, you know what? I could take the same amount of time and do some German lessons. That's fine. And so I'd worked out all my timings for this month and I was like, nice. And I got to the end of the first German lesson and he said, and it, the, the teacher goes, oh, and so your homework for tomorrow. And I was like, you what? Mm. So, excuse me? <laughs> and it's like, mm. yeah, just do these questions and then write up all of your notes for tomorrow. And I was like, fucking hell, I forgot about that. Homework. It's just, a, mm. it just, it just completely caught me off guard as a concept. And uh, so yeah, I'm 26 and I'm doing me crying. Is that, when, is that when you then text me being like, oh, I wish we were at the end of the season. Oh, my well, life is this hard. is the thing. Oh, I've got this to go back thing. to work. Oh, I've got to do German homework. Oh, I'll be sure. oh my God. Well, the thing is, Thank everything God stops at the end of That's October. Everything, like, my hours go back down. The podcast finishes this season at the end of October. And uh, the German no, lessons finish at the end of October. For this season, yes, it does. And then I get to November and I'm, I'll be there like twiddling my thumbs being like, oh, I really wish I had the podcast to do right now. I'll be- <laughs> we'll be <laughs> back in November. Ch- no yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, having too mu- we're, we're having too much fun. We'll bounce straight back onto the next one and go again. That's what I'm feeling anyway. Um, yeah. I guess I'm just in a good mood this week because everything that homework wise was way more on my level intellectually. <laughs> so, <laughs> And those that are listening will soon find out why. <laughs> um, well, I do we, have some notes about uh, the things about being more on your level, actually. On my, in yeah, my notes, I'm sure. I'm, do you know what? I prepped myself for so many kind of shots being fired my way this week. Um, but do you know what I did this weekend? I went to see. Um, I went to see my cousin, uh, Rosie. You've met Rosie and Holly. Yeah, like Rosie. Um, but I didn't like really Holly. see Holly. Do you remember Hope, Rosie, and Holly? Yeah, they're cool. <laughs> I thought you were going to say. I thought, I thought that was going to be it. Then liked Rosie. I don't, don't I know. So keen on Holly. Um, what? I didn't say that. Uh, no, no, no. That's what I thought you were going to say. Oh, right. Um, <laughs> so I'd not seen her in a while. She was home. So she was like calm and she has dogs and she, ha- they have, they have two dogs, Oscar and Monty. And, um, Oscar is like a pedigree dog. He's a little Yorkshire terrier. Um, he's very like, what would you say? Um, like the prime example of a dog, right? He's beautiful. And, um, Monty, Monty is just not. 
Monty come <laughs> Monty comes from the streets of Spain. Um he's a little rescue dog that they uh basically my auntie went down to the kennel, the rehoming kennels, and um she couldn't help but bring back Monty basically. Um oh. and he's like he he he's got the body of a like a little sausage dog, right? So he's little dog, little legs, little body, but his head right. is not like it. It, it's like he's a weird mix of all these other dogs and his back <laughs> legs, his back legs don't work separately. They only work together. So like when he runs, like most dogs <laughs> would run like with different legs at different times and Monty like hops. So I, I took, I took him for a walk this week and I just love it. I just like, you know, when you feel sorry for him and you're like, ah, you can't help. I, 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 I like little way. dogs like that. That's cute. Did you see? Did you yeah. see a bit of us in the dogs? Is that what you're going for? Did I see a bit? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Basically, I'm the one that runs like a banana. That's what you say. Oh, can we say that word? That's. Uh, well, I think we're about to discuss something anyway, which is uh, which is about using the wrong words for the wrong things. Anyway, oh, as well. I always do. I always use. Uh, I always use the wrong words. Um, yeah, he, he, he runs like a banana, though. If a banana could run, that is how Monty runs. Um, he runs like you know a what? banana. <laughs> Those yeah, things very like famous for running. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if if you could see him and you watch him run, the way that he shapes his body and moves, you'd be like, yeah, that is how a banana would run. If Monty the dog run. runs like a banana, barks like a rock. Nothing gets past him. Nah, he's cute though, man. Um, and it is one of those things that he tries really hard and he's there. So, uh, mm-hmm. entertain me. But like this weekend, I did, I was, I was adamant. I was like, I'm going to do nothing. I'm going to do sweet fuck all this weekend. I'm just going to chill out and take a weekend to not run around, not do work, not do read books on romance and drug addiction and just chill. And it was awesome. Nice. Nice. And you're like, yeah, but I don't have any really funny stories apart from Monty runs like a banana. Monty that's runs like that's all I've got. Well, the thing is, that's what I've got for you. I, again, I don't, I don't have any stories either. I've Do you basically. Not? Why are we so boring at the moment? Well, I've explained why I'm boring at the moment because I'm just doing, I'm doing, I'm Germaning, I'm working, and then I'm podcasting. Um, and that's it. Oh, and we need to get back on Tinder marketing. Do you remember that? That was fun. Oh, back in the good old days of the podcast. So, yeah. all, all long ago, those many, many years. Oh. Actually, talking about remember that, how, like the good old days of the we podcast. <laughs> yeah, we were. Do you think we're going to have a honeymoon period? Do you think like we're coming to the end of our honeymoon period? Do you know, like when you get with a girl and then like after, I don't know how long your honeymoon period is, but I'm pushing maybe two weeks or something. I you say two hours. <laughs> <laughs> 20 minutes. No, I reckon there's a couple of weeks in there before... It dries up, but like, do you think we're going to get like that? Have we we got like that? Acting like a married couple? No, like, yeah, get to the point where like the spark of the podcast and the romance has worn off and we're just (laughs) Travis and Luke droning on about our boring lives and the spark and the pizzazz. We'll turn into like a different type of podcast. One, instead of being a really high energy, excited about the next week, we'll turn into one of those like really bitchy ones where we just complain about things instead Smooth just get on each other's talk. nerves i tell yeah. you who've made a good i tell you who've done a good job at it though uh, our podcast ant and, and deck oh right okay they've kept the they've kept the bromance going 
for years, haven't they? They've been playing that card for a long time. And so we're going to try really and good. be like them. Well, I don't think we'll ever be as good as them. They're actually really funny. They make me laugh. Yeah, um, I like them as well. Yeah, when they're on the telly, they make me laugh. And uh, I see them and I'm like, yeah, 40 years of doing jokes together like that and they're still going strong. Mm. That's what we've got to try and be like. Let's hope that the bromance flame <laughs> never burns out, man. Yeah. Well, this is, yeah, I think we could do this. But this is, I because I was explaining, a couple of people have... Um, like message me about the podcast and these are people that like don't necessarily know me that well and so i, I met i met someone at a cocktail party not that long ago mm -hmm. and um um she didn't seem too interested in keeping in touch um with us when oh, we all no. went on our night out and i was like sorry cool. sorry 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 start start again you met somebody at a cocktail party yeah. Right. I'm, lo I'm lost. So she's somebody you've met that night. It's female. Yeah, yeah. Male? Female. Yeah. Yeah. Female. And you introduced yourself as Travis I'm guessing James. <laughs> did, did you this, just... this is the actual, this is the, this is the night that um, I told you about where, where someone added me on Instagram. They added okay. like, and they were like, wait, what does Travis, who's Travis Pepper? And I'm, like, oh, I'm Travis Pepper. So this was okay, actually that you night. Went for it. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so, so you've left and gone separate ways and she said to you i don't want to keep in touch with you she's come out and said that to you. <laughs> basically well we're drunk uh we've been chatting all night and i was like what's your number and she just went no and i was like <laughs> what <laughs> what and then any explanation but, but but then she kind of like stayed there talking to me and i was like are you sure? Like, I'm so confused right now. Like you're talking, but anyway, I was just like, cool. You know, never mind. Went off, did my own thing. Uh, and then, and then, then she followed me on Instagram, like two weeks later. And I was like, how thought you, I thought you said you showed her the Instagram that night. Your story's got holes in it here. My Instagram. Like I showed her. Um, yeah. no, no, this was someone oh, she... else. No, someone else. I sh uh, added me on Instagram. And right. that's how I introduced us Travis Pepper. And from then on in that night, I was Travis Pepper. So we were still talking. Okay. And then you met this girl that didn't want to give you a number. This is a separate girl. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And then, um, okay. yeah. So two weeks later, I, um, you know, got added on Instagram. And so I kind of, me being me, I like to just call people out on stuff. And I, and I was messaged and went oh i thought you didn't want to keep in touch <laughs> you know oh no yeah that's <laughs> a good swing great well, opener i was like well, <laughs> foolproof I, like, I was like excuse me what the hell's going on here <laughs> what's this business <laughs> and um she basically she basically went yeah it was a very confusing uh night i was very drunk and didn't communicate well like at all that evening so i have I no idea what you thought <laughs> i have no idea what you thought of me but i did want to keep in touch um but I didn't know how to approach you. So instead, I've just been listening to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And I was like, oh, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, oh, then, and then I've gone on and I was out. I was out the other week, uh, met someone who I'd met once, barely knew them. And when I turned up to meet them, she was telling her friend there in this bar about my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> ah, mate. And there I was you like, go. 
And she was just like, so what's with the lep? What's with this? What's this? I need you to tell me the details. And I'm just like, you should just listen from episode one, season one, and then you'll know. Then you'll Um, know. Yeah, yeah. man. No, it's cool. Like, mate, the numbers, I watch the numbers every week and we're always in the green, man. We're always going up and up and up. So it's nice. We, we, yeah, I love it. I love the people that listen. I love the people that listen. I, I don't know a lot of them, but I, um, I was I was in a predicament. I don't know if you saw on the Instagram that there was um, a girl that followed us, and then she was like, "Hey, I like the podcast. Um, <laughs> yes. Did you did you see this? You know yeah. what I'm going to say." I was like, and "I'll I was reply like, later." And then I later oh, you- I came back and went, oh, "Luke's replied. What the hell has he said?" <laughs> <laughs> and I've got to admit, because- mate, you handled that pretty well. Did you think so? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, cause, yeah cause, because because so I thought that was advice. more your territory than I thought that was your more your territory than mine. But I didn't exactly. know if you were going to reply. That's why I, I was like, gonna... I I okay. assumed I would be replying later later that day when I when I so I saw the message uh, and I was like, okay, that requires some attention. I'll reply later. And I came back and yeah. you've you've already jumped on it. <laughs> but basically, just yeah. just asking, um, you know, uh you know, advice on what equipment you need to start a podcast. And I was like, well, Luke, uh, Luke knows fuck all about that. So uh, I'll answer that. Um, Correct. But mate, you, you jumped, you jumped on it. And I just remember, I looked at it earlier today and went, oh, <laughs> well, get, that get face. well done. And it made me, it Suits reminded you. me on uh, what I said last week, which was, um, uh, the, I don't appreciate you enough. And how you're a particularly easy moron to deal with. So, oh, no, it's gone. You're back now. Just as you were giving, just as you were giving me love as well. Here you are. Hello. Yeah, I was just giving you love. What I was just, saying? I was just saying that um, last week. I said I appreciate how easy you are as a moron to deal with uh, compared to other morons that I have to deal with, <laughs> and you know, it just made me think back. Basically, you're just saying you found. You've, you've basically just found somebody that's more of a pain in the ass. That's basically what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, I want to be clear. I've, I've, I've always appreciated you. There's just not enough yeah. moments to appreciate for the audience, I think. How stupid I actually am. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm one of those people, that, as you know, I try hard and I put loads of energy into stuff and it just obviously sometimes the energy the energy isn't received well or it goes off in the wrong direction but i try you know i yeah. have a go and i and i put my heart and soul into it and then usually somehow fuck it but um well, i yeah, appreciate that, that. i i, I what, appreciate that I, someone who, I appreciate someone who tries really hard like i think one of the best examples is um is one Especially of my friends in the bedroom <laughs> i'm such a trier <laughs> I was down there for 20 minutes. <laughs> I mean, the floodlights were on and it was just so much pressure. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Yeah, um, it's um, the drummer The drummer in my band. Um, he's listening to the podcast and he's, he's been asking when he's going to get a mention. And this is his moment because... Um, oh, okay. Um, is he a moron as well then? I think he'd be proud to admit it that he's a moron. I think he'd he'd happily okay. join you in the category. Um nice. but, but he's just I after our first rehearsal as a band, we went to our mate's house and we would we were in the lift going up and um he turned around to me and went that that, that was a good practice, wasn't it? That was a you know, good rehearsal. And I went, Yeah. 
yeah, it was. He goes, you look surprised. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, mate. Like, I know you play drums and everything, but for some reason I just, I thought you were going to be shit. I, I don't know why. It was just, it was just something about you just made me thought, think it was going to be shit. And he just went, oh, well, I wasn't. Was I? And I, I went, no, you, no, you weren't. You were really good. And he went, oh, thanks. <laughs> good. And so he was, he was just quite happy with that. And um, yeah. it, it came up again because when we were in the studio for the first time recording one of our first <laughs> singles, the, the recording engineer, uh, so a drummer goes in, does the first take, he gets the end of the song and um, the, uh, the, the producer turns around and goes, so I know he could play drums, but I wasn't aware that he could play drums. So oh, I've just cut out again. No, that's right. You were there. Was I? It has been, it, it's been, it's been a bitch, yeah. For some reason, mate. I don't know why the last couple of weeks we struggled. But I, I think, you, I think I my laptop's saying, dying. Yeah. Really? But it, ah, yeah, so... That's not what we need. It's not what we need, especially when we're such experts on equipment. But, but yeah, mum, like someone else turned around and I was like, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I knew he played drums, but I didn't know he was at, like good. But I'd watched him play drums really, really well, like on YouTube. I still wasn't convinced he was any good and I didn't know why. And uh, we discussed it afterwards, me and him. And I went, you just have this overwhelming aura of incompetence. And he went, yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Nice. Everyone's told me this. And I went, but you're completely defiant of it. You're, 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 and, and, and it all comes from you. You're independently defiant of your overwhelming aura of incompetence. And he just looked at me and went, I'm going to put that on my CV. Thanks, mate. <laughs> really appreciate it. <laughs> And it's actually, it's on, his, it's on his Facebook page as the tagline. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's it. So I've always well, appreciated the trial. Always yeah, appreciated yeah, the trial. Absolutely. And like, if you have a go and you fuck it up, like at least you, you said you could try. You, you, yeah. you said you had a go. Like we mentioned it before about um, when my mum said to me about school, she was like, I just don't care what grade you get as long as you put the effort in because... She was just like, you've got Bob all hope, so just give it a go and we'll see what we can... <laughs> do you know what I mean? And it is so true. As long as you try in life, yeah, nothing can get you down. But yeah, always appreciate a try. Someone who works hard. Someone who works really, really hard. Um, I'm trying to think of a segue right now because this is the well, time we should be segueing. I think you should... Yeah, I think you should, I think you should stop talk about uh, basically I was going to say stop licking my ass and we should talk about what we're here to talk about this week that was that was going to be my segue um okay here you go <laughs> from trying hard we can talk about how this week I haven't had to try as hard to do the content because the content has been way more at my level um <laughs> we're talking Mr. Men books that's what we're talking this week <laughs> oh, yes yes we are I also love the fact that this is a genuine recommendation. Like when I saw this pop up on the list, I was literally like, that's brilliant because <laughs> it's been recommended and we have to sit here and take it seriously. Right. So we have to sit here. We have to, you know, we can't, we yeah. can't be biased to anyone's recommendation or anyone's content. We have to talk about this in depth. Um, so, I've tried my hardest with Mr. Tickle. <laughs> yes, you have. And I'm proud and it took, of you. How long did it take you to read out of interest? So by the way, we're going to talk about Mr. Tickle by um, Roger Hargreaves. Um, did you know, quick fact on Roger Hargreaves, 
that Roger Hardgreaves is uh, Britain's third best-selling author. Were you aware of that? Third best-selling author? Yeah. Uh, no? cool. I didn't. It's pretty... Yeah, he sold he um, sold more than a hundred million books, um, including all the Mister Men and Little Miss characters. Um, that's a hundred million books. Third best selling author, born in nineteen thirty five. So he's fairly old. I'm sure he's dead now. Actually, he's uh, dead yeah, now. he's dead. His his son has taken over, writing some like Mister Men. So there's like a whole new series of Mister Men, uh, which is. Um, uh, based on well, it's just just updated versions, really. So they've got. Um, it's not Mister Sex Pest, is it? Well, no, we're reviewing that one today. Um, oh, what Mister Sex Pest? Yeah. <laughs> well, there is, there is. A, I'm sure there's a Mister Sex Pest. Well, there's Mister Cool. Yeah, look, you can- Mister Rude, Mister Good as well. Is this an official? Oh, maybe I don't know where I found that then. Well, no, it's obviously not an official Mr. Man. I'm pretty sure was... it's not Mr. Sex Pest on a <laughs> mug. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not think Fuck he's a real one? No, I you know, don't that, think so. She's funny. Little Miss puts out. <laughs> Look at her. <laughs> she's hilarious. <laughs> oh, you've got, you've got, i tell you what, we all know a few of these as well. You've got Little Miss Cunty. Yeah, there's Little Miss Cunty. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, you've got. Do you think yeah, this is? You got do you think Mr. Mr. Bellend. Mr. Bellend. got Bellend on his. He's actually got Bellend on his head. I'm pretty sure that's I literally. Here. I think that's literally just one of the uh, one of the Mister Men books, but recolored to look like a penis with a Bellend on his head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Unfortunately. Yeah. I guess we won't be reviewing one from that series today. I guess. Um. But okay. So, Mister Tickle. Um. I said, I guess you could describe it as children's literature. Would you? Yes. Would you put it in that category? Yeah. Um, aimed at the aimed at the younger generation. Mm-hmm. Averages around six sentences, I would say, per page. Um, right to up somebody your alley. That is somebody that is learning to read or str- struggles with reading. Um, this would be a great first book. Now, I exactly. I opened it up right, and I went into it with a open mind. I mm-hmm. thought, go into it with an open mind. Don't make any judgments on the way that the book is written or the character. Um, but there was red flags that started to appear for me pretty early on. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And in the first, in, in like the first page, there's a line that says, in his small house at the other side of the woods. Now that's a red flag for me straight away because the uh, the word the, the 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 words other side suggests that it's like opposite to normal. Why is he not just living near the woods? Why is he on the other side of the woods? So for me straight away I was like, yeah, that's dodgy. Um well yeah, I guess I guess where the rest of the book takes place Mr. Tickle has come from the other side of the woods. So he's yeah, come through. I don't know. Why is he living there? Maybe he's really, maybe he's actually quite posh and he can afford a bit of an estate. Ha! You know? Yeah. Maybe he he's, maybe he's actually like se- Baron Tickle or Duke Tickle instead. Maybe. I got to... Yeah. What, he, he would wear a crown, wouldn't he? If he was. He's got a little blue hat on. Oh, he's got a would bowler he hat. A that's quite... That's quite... Premium, I guess. You know? He... 
the the one the second thing that was a red flag for me. Look at the smile that the geezer's got when he's asleep. <laughs> that is creep. That is creepy, isn't it? That's how- no one smiles like that when they're asleep. Luke, you smile like that when you sleep. Do I? Yeah, that's yeah. creepy. Yeah, I need to be put down. <laughs> um, and then he looked like a boiled egg <laughs> <laughs> when he's tucked in and you can't see his arms. He's not got his hat and he looks like a little egg. Um, well, th- well, this is this is actually something quite interesting because Mister Tickle was the first book in the Mister Men series, mm-hmm. and it came about because uh, Rod was in Roger Hargreaves. His son said to him, "What would a tickle look like?" And that's how the character was created. So, really? and that was the first bit. Yeah. So, so this is that's what cool. this is what a tickle looks like, apparently. So, how big is he? I was trying to figure that out. Like, I couldn't get. He's about the like, size of a window. Is he? I guess. But they said he's. They said he's really small. Tickles are tickles small, are and, small round. and round, and they have arms that stretch and stretch and stretch. Yeah, maybe the house is small. I guess. Because yeah, we'll I've, just have I've to really wait struggled. for the um. We'll just have to wait for the live action remake to come out, and then we'll then we'll know for sure. When's that happening? When's the live action remake coming? Out? I don't know. I'm sure they've got production on uh on the back burner at the moment because of Corona, but I'm sure Disney will pick it up again soon. So. I've completely missed that. Um, that's because I'm lying. Ah, okay. Right. Well, that's quite upsetting. I think, yeah. I think they could do live action remakes for the Mr. Men book series. Well, One thing I think when I... we get into this a bit more, mm. we'll see why they can't. Right. Well, so. do you know what I thought was a positive about Mr. Tickle? He takes his hat off when he goes to bed. Do you, that's do you not? Thing. No, but because I was just assessing his personality, right? Um, and I so had some red. I had some, <laughs> I had an I had an initial red flag that he lives on the other side of the woods, which can't be good. But then I was like, ah, oh, Giza takes his hat. Giza takes his hat off when he goes to bed. Mm-hmm. He can't be that bad a guy. That's what he's, I thought. He's he's a Mister Man of Substance, so mm. he knows etiquette. It seems. Well, yeah. actually, but then the story would goes on to lead you to believe that that's not the case, actually. Um, but I do, I do have a question, which is about the 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 description of what he looks like, which is tickles are small and round, and they have arms that stretch and stretch and stretch. Mm-hmm. Uh, does that mean there are other tickles out there? Yeah, maybe. Like, there must be. So, so maybe he is. If he's called, if he is the Mister Tickle, then m- maybe that explains why mm. he's got such a big house in like a nice wooded area because he is the top geezer like the main tickle he's he's the top geezer with his little bowler hat that's the thing right so let's think about this logically like let's think about it logically right um he must have tickle parents right or is he the first is he the first tickle because if he's got tickle parents then that makes sense there's tickles everywhere and he's obviously grown up He's left home. He wears bowler hat. Mm-hmm. You don't wear a bowler hat if you're a kid. You've got to be a man, haven't you, to wear a bowler hat? So exactly. He's um, I, I've worn a bowler hat as a kid. 
he but they, there's there's no mention yeah but you're weird you've done lots of things um, <laughs> um <laughs> what a comeback yeah you're weird you've 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 done lots of things <laughs> i've me i i've seen you dressed up in leopard print clad with baubles hanging off your beard on mm. christmas day that's weirder than wearing a bowler hat as a kid i think um but then i i thought I thought the story took an easy, like, kind of turn straight away. Because mm-hmm. he's obviously in bed. He wakes up. It's quite normal. There's no twists or turns. I find that the plot is quite basic at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he, he woke up because he was laughing. Up. He laughed when he woke himself up. Oh, he did, which is also creepy, isn't it? Yeah. It's just imagine, imagine <laughs> just lying there. <laughs> imagine lying next to someone who's asleep and then just going... <sighs> <laughs> Morning. <laughs> Mate, if Especially was, with your laugh. If I was like <laughs> my laugh too, I guess. <laughs> if I was lying in bed next to you and you were asleep with a smile like that on your face, and then you just started laughing and woke yourself up, I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm not hanging about. I don't think I'm off." See you later. <laughs> well, that's it's um, quite funny. It's funny that we brought up my. Um, uh, my, my drummer as well. Speaking of funny things waking you up, but he's um, <laughs> he's actually uh, woken himself up with a, with his own fart. Like he farted himself awake before. Is okay. this something? What? So hang on. What's woken him up though? Because there's multiple things that could have woken him up here. The smell, the feel, or the sound. I think it was I because it was an initial wake up. It was uh, it wasn't the smell. So it was either the um the sound or the feeling. Mm. But he's also woken other people up with his farts, so therefore I'm more inclined to go for the sound of it woke him up. Because I was, this is, there, there was a situation once um, where I had a friend who shat him, he shat all over kitchen floor. And um, when I woke up, when I woke up that night, okay. I, I, ne- I woke up because of the smell. And that's the first time in my life that I was, I was in, we were in Budapest. We were on a lad's weekend away. I was in bed and I've woken up and I've gone. And it was the smell that woke me up. The smell of poo. The smell of poo woke me up. Right. And it's the first time in my life I've ever woken up because of a smell, which I found was like a really interesting thing. And I was lying. (laughs) Just imagine you going, waking up going, well, this is interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it it was like, and I initially thought I was lying in bed next to the guy that tucks his penis in, into himself. And you I was right, like, crew. <laughs> and I was, and then I was like, mate, what? You're disgusting. You've shat yourself. You're like horrible human being. And I rolled him round and I was looking on his bum and there was no poo. So I was like, I gave it a little smell. <laughs> I smelled his bum. <laughs> and I was like, You're like I don't mm, think this Little ice gem. Mm, nice. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think the smell's coming from here. So I went out into the corridor and I was like, I can still smell poo. And I was like, this is, somebody's left a log in the toilet and they've just not dealt with it. And um, I went into the toilet and there was, the toilet was clean. So I turned around and I looked down the corridor, and as I looked down the corridor, my friend, we call, we call him Pappy, he was standing there, stark bollock naked. The only way I can describe it is like if Cristiano Ronaldo was going to take a three kick, he was like legs shoulder width apart, like shoulders back, chest out, 
like completely stark bollock naked, not covering his loins, as proud as proud as you like. And I was like, mate, can you smell shit? And he just pointed to the kitchen and he was like, I've shat in the kitchen. He just owned it. He was just like, I've shat in the kitchen. So I was like, that's what that smells. So, so I walked up and I was like, Dude, and I looked down and there was four instances of shit in the kitchen. Uh, I can only describe oh it. Like it looked like it 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 looked like the side of a dice. Do you know what I mean? There was like four <laughs> there was like there was like four cowpats that were, <laughs> that were, that were, oh, God. That were in the kitchen. And um and yeah, and, and I was like, mate, yeah, it's all up your leg. Um I was like, I need to put you in the bath. Um, so I put him in the shower. I couldn't clean the poo up. So I had to leave him to clean the poo up himself. Um, oh God. Which he, which he did, but like, okay. To a certain level. And, um, he, the funny thing is that like, we'd all obviously been out there drinking and he was like, I don't, I, he was in bed when I left him, he was in bed, drunk, fully clothed. Right. And he was like, I remember kind of coming in and going to bed, fully clothed. He was like the next thing I'm naked in the kitchen and there's poo on the floor. And he's like, it's like God has almost picked me up and gone deal with that. And you're just there like shit. And he was like, I heard you. I heard, I heard, I heard this noise and I heard the light go on down the corridor. And I was like, no, please. No, no, no. Um, but yeah, we found it. We had a great laugh about it. And the moral of the story is we, we still got a five-star review on Airbnb. So <laughs> everyone, everyone was a winner. You jammy that shit. Is, yeah, that is a story about the first time I can ever remember waking up because of a smell. Nice. That's disgusting. So back to, Mr. Back to Mr. Tickle, I guess. Yay. Yay. Oh gosh! Right. So, so Mr. Far, Tickle, we've been talking about Mr. Tickle for ten minutes, and we are, or twenty minutes, and we're on page three. <laughs> okay. Right. He just he's just woken himself up with from a laugh, and obviously this is the point that we start to realise that he's got very long arms because he stretches them. Um. Yes. Um. But the the arms are so long that he can actually get stuff from the kitchen. Um, so he probably could have cleaned yeah. up the poo from bed if he was uh, in the same situation as your friend. Yeah, he probably yeah. could have. He Which could is have. good. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's never good hard. to have shit in your kitchen. If you, you've got to think about that logistically as well. If you're reaching to clear up poo with your arm, like he's reaching down to get a biscuit, so it's quite easy to feel where the biscuit tin is and mm. then get a biscuit out. In this case, he's got four instances of poo to clear up. He's not going to be able to figure that out it's going to take yeah. a long time but anyway we're, we're digressing yeah. again but yeah so the author actually writes you know and makes it very very clear that it's very useful to have such long arms as well because he had cookies for mm -hmm. breakfast so he's not very healthy um well but then on. he goes on he, ha he has a cooked breakfast on the next page you seen that so that's what i thought what? right he has a biscuit he has a biscuit, but then flip the page over. It says later that morning after Mr. Tickle had made his bed and cooked his breakfast. So he's just warming up with the biscuits, mate. And then he's cracking on with a cooked breakfast. <laughs> Did he cook the biscuits? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but okay, I so there are some, some inconsistencies that. with the writing, actually. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, so basically he, 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 he gets ready for his day as any normal Tickle would do. 
mm-hmm. it seems. Um, and it, he he sets out just looking to tickle. So this is this That's is why, weird, isn't it though? Yeah, this is where I don't think it would go down too well in the modern day. Um, right, I guess because the first thing he does is he look goes out looking for anyone to tickle, and the f- ne- first line on the next page is, "Eventually, Mister Tickle came to a school. There was nobody around, so reaching his extraordinary arms, arms up to the high windows, and I was like, oh no, this is a court case waiting to happen, Mister Tickle.'" So <laughs> I could just well, I could just imagine him sat there in court with very very long handcuffs on as well just yeah in the situation but um I mean it's not that bad he, he tickles the teacher instead um Yeah the kids have a great time Yeah kids have a great time but if you if I you've got a serial say, tickler on school grounds you might be a bit concerned Yeah um, if you if you've got a if you've got a guy called Mr Tickle on the grounds yeah but I would say out of all the shenanigans that he gets up to, Mr. Tickle, this is probably his least his least annoying. Yeah, true. It's just for the entertainment of the kids, in a way. And the kids yeah. have a good time. Mm-hmm. He, st- he stands on the window. His extraordinary long arm goes in. He tickles. The teacher jumps in the air to turn around and see who was there. But there was nobody there. So he's he's lightning quick, this geezer. He's gas as well. He's quick. Yeah. Um. But then the point where the teacher's laughing, saying stop it and stop it, probably at that point you want to pack it in, don't you? Um, mm. But the kids enjoyed it and there was a terrible pandemonium. So what does pandemonium mean? A raucous, I would say. What did you say? Say that again? No, pandemonium. Yeah, what does it mean? Chaos. Ah, okay. Yeah. Again, 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 the illustration doesn't do that very well, does it? Oh, that, that screams chaos to me. What those kids? <laughs> those kids just—they're smiling. That is chaos. That is. Yeah, if you look at the book, there's four kids just standing there, very calmly. Smiling. I would not that accept that in my classroom. Um, so he leaves the school. He give he he gives the teacher one more tickle for good luck. That's not a thing. Mm. Maybe that's what you should have done with that girl when she refused to give you her number, giving her a tickle for good luck. <laughs> well, then I think I'm in the same dilemma that Mr. Tickle would be in for being on school grounds. <laughs> You're obsessed with Mr. Tickle being on school grounds, aren't you? I, yeah, I, I think this is going to come back to bite him eventually, maybe in the sequel. We'll see. Um, but he goes around, ticky, he, he, he tickles uh, a traffic cop. Traffic policeman. policeman. Yeah. Causes um, a traffic jam. Causes a traffic jam. Tickles the greengrocer um, who falls over. Uh, he, he, oh, yeah. So someone's trying just, to get just a train quickly to leave. on the greengrocer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, the apples. What bad illustration again. They're so bad. Have you seen it? They're just like the apples are just. Are just are just like round balls. They could have put a little stem in there or a little leaf or something. Um, do you know what I mean? I just You're very those fascinated apples. by oh, the yeah. pictures. Yeah, well, do you know what? The pictures got me a lot and I'll come on to some of the science later. There's some glaring scientific errors in the pictures. Um, <laughs> I'm a visual learner, all right? And there was a bit that I was like, that's... You definitely are. That's just ridiculous. Mm. Um, 
So you tickled the greengrocer. The greengrocer fell backwards. Yeah, that's annoying. I think then, the railway station one is annoying because there's going to be yeah, people impacted on the train. Ten minutes he delays this train. He's 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 tickling someone for ten minutes <laughs> on off. <laughs> like I know the clues in the name, Mister Tickle. <laughs> like he obviously <laughs> likes ki- tickling, but who oh, can't imagine liking tickling for more than ten minutes? Well. Anywhere near to Yeah. Nah, you, the geese would be fuming. The geezer yeah. with the flag would be absolutely fuming. How long, what's um, the longest you think you've tickled someone for? Oh, do you know what? I love tickling Shelfhead. Like when you really tickle Shelfhead yeah. and, you re- and you really get him going, he's <laughs> like, he can't, he can't, he, he like, he laughs himself out to the point he's got no air left anymore and he's almost like suffocating. And it's hilarious at that point because he just goes into like, <laughs> He just goes, he just can't stop. Um, but I would say that that tickle lasts for, for a minute, Max. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. So we've established so far that Mr. Tickle does quite like like to tickle. Okay. Mm. So he, he, then, um, then, kind of, then there's like a tickling montage that happens in the book. So you could imagine like mm. the Rocky theme tune going on at the moment whilst he's tickling the... <laughs> Yeah, so um if we get copyrighted for that, that would be that would be something ridiculous to be copyrighted for. The the other thing is like with your with your tickle rocky montage, have you noticed he goes for people with professions? Yeah. Yeah. He he doesn't tickle like any randomers. He tickles a doctor. He tickles a butcher. He tickles mm. a railway guard. He tickles a policeman, a teacher, a greengrocer. Mr. He, just loves, the he loves getting in the way of... Pe- oh, do you know what? The postman one really upset me. And it, you know, I was kind of like on board with Mr. Tickle and I was kind of like, fair enough. You are Mr. Tickle. You like to tickle. Mm-hmm, I'd find mm-hmm. it weirder if you were going round on a skateboard or something. But he tickled old Mr. Stamp, the postman. Geezer's old. He tickled old Mr. Stamp and he dropped his letters into a puddle. I, at this point, I was just like, this is a, like, that's one too far for me. Yeah. You know, like, I don't mind him tickling. I don't mind him tickling the butcher. And I don't mind him tickling the greengrocer too much because the greengrocer's apples are shit anyway. But when he tickles the postman, <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh. I felt I felt sorry for him. You shouldn't tickle pensioners. Yeah, well, Should I mean, you? he's working. He's not. Yeah, actually, that's a point. Have you ever seen somebody tickle an old person? I don't think I have. Well, you got to be the first then. I don't think I've ever seen like my grandma be tickled. Don't really hang around with that many old people, so I don't. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't seen that many people be tickled, to be honest. I've never seen. I've never seen a pensioner be tickled. That is. Can I, they be tickled? That's been, that's been a revelation. They must be able to be. Is it tickled. possible? Is it possible to tickle an old person, or is Tick Mister Tickled the only person? Why? Who can? What are you saying? I don't know. Maybe they're immune by this point to tickle. No, no one's immune to tickling. I'm not. Ticklish. I've never seen an old person. I've never seen an old person be tickled. Um, he he then goes home. He mm-hmm. sits in his small house in his armchair at the other side of the wood, and he laughs and he laughs and he laughs. Now this page 
is where you really start to get into the nitty gritty of what Mr. Tickle actually is. Because I thought sitting there or laughing at all the people he's tickled, do you know what that screams to me? Sociopath. And I looked up the definition <laughs> for a sociopath. And do, you, and do you want to know what a sociopath <laughs> do, do you want to know what the definition for a sociopath is? Go on. Right. I'm going to get it. Hang on. I want to get it word for word. It's a person with a personality disorder manifesting itself in an in extreme antisocial attitudes and behaviours. That's a sociopath. So, and he has been antisocial all day. Mm-hmm. Well, this this is another thing as well. This is the only Mr. Man book mm. where um the mist the character, the main character doesn't get comeuppance for their misbehavior. Really? Yeah, this is the only one. He gets away with it. Yeah, he gets well, he's away so- with it. He's a sociopath. So yeah. I, I started to learn that that's that at this point in the book, I've concluded that Mr. Tickle is a sociopath because mm-hmm. he gets off on causing mischief and just getting in the way. And if I do that, people get pissed off at me pretty quick. Yeah. But Mr. Tickle gets away and he sits in his chair and he laughs about it. But then there's a part of me that feels a bit sorry for him because he's on his own. And maybe just like he needs a hug. You know, we were saying Kim Jong-un needs a hug. Maybe Kim Jong-un and Mr. Tickle need to just get together and hug have it a, out. Have a hug. Have a, have a tickle. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe Mr. Tickle should tickle Kim Jong-un. <laughs> <laughs> if that's, but, that's, that's, uh, that's an international drama, if ever I've seen, <laughs> if ever I've heard one. Um, but what I did like is in the final couple of pages, you mm-hmm. have a disclaimer, a disclaimer that says, if you're in any way ticklish, be aware of Mr. Tickle mm-hmm. and his extraordinary mm-hmm. long arms. So I thought that's good of Roger Hargreaves. He puts a disclaimer in at the end to warn An action people. plan. You like an action, action plan, plan at the end of a we book We like well. an action plan. Um, just perhaps he's somewhere about at this very moment while you're reading this book. Now, this is where the science falls apart, people, because if you look, what colour is the sky? Red. Right. And when is the sky usually red, Travis? In the evening. In the evening, correct. And where is the sun in the evening? Usually setting. Usually setting. And where is the sun in this photo? Oh, it's pretty high, isn't it? It's still high in the sky. <laughs> the science is wrong. That annoyed me. <laughs> if the sun is setting and the sky is red the sun should be lower than that it shouldn't be that high <laughs> it shouldn't should it <laughs> tell me that ah, it's gone he's gone he's gone he's gone he's gone he's gone I've tickled him I've tickled I've tickled him I've tickled him Oh God! I, this is this is a moment I'll remember forever. When Luke, why did that tickle you so? Much? Luke dived I'm into the it. science of a Mister of a Mister Man book. <laughs> but the thing is, you can't tell me that I'm wrong, can you? I can't. I'm not wrong, and that worked perfectly as well. <laughs> Literally, like right. you answered correctly. Um, and then they close the book by saying, 
that yeah, he might he be, be anywhere. he might be cre- he creeping up the stairs to come and get you creeping through the door so that doesn't help the sociopath image um on the whole my review of mr tickle it's great for somebody that's early stages wow. of reading yeah it lacks in science the story is basic it encourages antisocial behaviors but and it's also a rip-off because they used to be 20p and they're now 399 but if you don't want to take it too seriously it's yeah. worth a read I mean, I think they could have done with a bit more character development. Like, he didn't change, you know, he didn't go any on any journeys. You and you know that I like a journey with my stories. Mm-hmm. So, mm. uh, yeah, I, I'd say it wasn't for me. And I don't think it translates that well into the uh, the modern world, particularly. But the, the, the journey that, you know, you were saying you like it when they go on a journey. I think that's where Kim Jong-un comes in. Mr. Tickle and Kim Jong-un could go on a journey. And they could start at the journey and not like each other. And as the journey progresses, Mr. Kim Jong-un gets tickled by Mr. Tickle. Mr. Kim Jong-un. Mr. Kim (laughs) (laughs) Jong-un. The worst Mr. Man book ever. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Mr. Kim Jong-un. Mr. Kim Jong-un. I think it would start with uh, Mr. Mr. Kim Jong-un can't be tickled. And it's their journey to tickle him. Journey to tickle him. And... And Mr. Tickle keeps, you know, he might start when Mr. Kim Jong-un's having a wee at the urinals. He tries to tickle him. And Mr. Kim Jong-un's like, it's not appropriate, Mr. Tickle. And he says, sorry, Mr. Kim Jong-un. And as they go down, you know, like they, they're, they're on there in a car and they go into a drive through and he gets a milkshake from McDonald's and Mr. Tickle tickles Mr. Kim Jong-un and it goes all over Mr. Kim Jong-un. And Mr. Kim Jong-un says, Mr. Tickle, now's not the appropriate time to tickle me. And then at the end of the story, he tickles him in an, in an appropriate time. <laughs> so maybe maybe they can go to a comedy show together and Mr. Kim Jong-un isn't laughing. So Mr. Tickle tickles Mr. Kim Jong-un and Mr. Kim Jong-un says, that was the perfect time to tickle me, Mr. Tickle. Oh and my God. This- <laughs> everyone's a, everybody's a winner. <laughs> this is all on the spot. This is your greatest moment of this entire <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Just, <laughs> oh God. The journey, the journey story between Mr. Kim Jong-un and Mr. Tickle. I think we need um, to move on. <laughs> <laughs> That was wonderful. Mr. Kim it's a, uh, okay. Oh. I can't wait to hear your version of Mr. Tickle and Mr. Kim Jong Un. Would you like me? Would you like me to write one for next week with accompanying photos? Yes, please. Mr. Mr. Kim Jong Un and Mr. Tickle. As long Mr. as we don't have too much homework for next week, part of my homework can be writing writing the story of Mr. Kim Jong Un and Mr. Tickle. I will do that for you if you want. We yeah. can put it on the book spinner. Spinning, 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 spinning. We could okay. put your own so book we, we've, wasted, we, we, we've not wasted an hour. We've, 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 <laughs> um, we've spent a lot of time talking yeah. about Mr. Tickle, to be fair. I did see the time going and I was like, oh, wow. Would so, you put it in the Travis Pepper podcast list, Mr. Tickle? I don't think I would, actually. No. No. There's Maybe two reasons why I wouldn't, because you shouldn't tickle old people and the sky is not red when the sun is that high. There yeah. are two reasons. I don't mind him being on the school premises. That got you. I'm not bothered about the school premises. Yeah. I'm bothered. About, I just think walking onto a school premises unannounced nah, is not bothered about that. Dodgy. Right. Oh, well, shit, shit apples as well. Shit apples. Shit uh, that apples. That comes under, comes under bad, science for you. 
Yeah, shit apples, bad science, and tickling old people. Mr. Tickle, you are out. So. Where do we go? Well, we've got two things coming up now. So we have the documentary and we have the album I recommended you. So should we go into the documentary first? Let's do it. Meaty music for later. Let's do it. Cool. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So the documentary is called Living With Me and My OCD. And now this is a um, it's a documentary about obsessive compulsive disorder uh, written and directed uh, by someone called Claire Watkinson, who is a YouTuber who uh, has OCD herself. And uh, she's a videographer and a, um, a screenwriter. So uh, she put this documentary together to highlight the struggles of living with OCD, uh, along with uh, tackling this stereotype and these misconceptions of OCD. Because the main thing that they go for is the fact that when you think of OCD, and they start start the documentary by uh, talking to random people on the street and asking them what they think about OCD. And the majority of people would just kind of say, neat freaks, clean freaks, and, and, and stuff like that. Um, and you get characters like uh, Monica from Friends, who's often um, uh, the default template for like an, someone who's got OCD. Um, and though looking back after watching this documentary, I would say Monica does have a, a, some form of OCD. There's a lot more to it than just that. So the main the main fact. Um, at the time of this documentary was that um, uh, obsessive compulsive disorder is the 10th highest, most debilitating disability in the world. And this was in the nineties. Um, it's not the set. It's not that at the moment, but it is listed in uh, anxiety disorders as the sixth largest contributor to non-fatal health, health loss globally. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot more than people seem to give it credit for. And, uh, this documentary. It's got four categories. This. Yeah. So within that, there's four categories. Um, I'm assuming you have those you know, in front of you. four categories. Yeah. Yeah. Checking, contamination, holding, hoarding, and intrusive thoughts. Do you know what the mm. one that got me, right? The one that got me was the, um, intrusive thoughts part because Mm -hmm. these intrusive thoughts are fucked they are like i'm gonna kill my family my family Mm -hmm. are gonna die if i don't do this i'm gonna like have sex with my baby i'm a pedophile Mm. you know like they're not they're not like oh you know did you leave did you leave the toaster on or did you leave the light on in the hall these intrusive thoughts are dark you know, like yeah. well, that's what I didn't, that's what I didn't realize about OCD was that actually, you know, I, well, so, um, I can give you some examples. Like there was a guy called Steve and he had the an intrusive thought that he was going to stab his mum with a pen and kill her. There was a girl that thought she was going to chuck her baby out of the window. There was a girl that mm. thought that she was going to molest her child, you know, like the, they're, 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 that's what the thing that got me is how dark the thoughts were. Um, and there was a bloke that, and how it debilitated people. Cause there was a bloke that said something along the lines of he dry, he drives around the same route 15 times to check that he's not killed anybody. 
Like that is yeah. so debilitating that he drives that same. He like he will go round in that loop fifteen times before going home until he's happy that he's not killed anybody, and he knows that it's such a stupid thought, but yet he can't help but yeah. follow that action. That's the thing. At That's one point in the documentary, so the the um uh herself and a, another person who was interviewed are uh, being interviewed on. I think it's like uh, BBC Sheffield or something like this uh, about 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 the documentary, and they asked the question, which what I wanted to ask throughout, which was, how aware of you of how irrational the um, the thoughts are, and the way the way she describes it is kind of like you're aware of them, but they're still your thoughts. It's it, it's stuff yeah. that you're thinking, just the same way that you process information. Like, I know that there's a laptop in front of me and stuff like that. These thoughts are coming into mm-hmm. their heads being like, you're, you just stabbed someone in the kitchen. And you're like, and, 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 and it, they're your thoughts. So they convince you that you've done it. Um, but of course, you know, you can try and rationalize it, but that doesn't actually, um, that doesn't actually stop the thoughts themselves. So yeah, that mm-hmm. one was quite, crazy um uh, as well and the, there's there was one bit when they were talking about these intrusive thoughts and that you have to be quite careful with how you talk about them because uh there was the one lady that had this um these intrusive thoughts that were saying to basically i think it was like uh kill the child her child or something like that but then she worked worked with kids and there was a big, big drama where she was trying to uh, get through. Yes, um, yes, yes, she got. She basically got kicked out as un- unsuitable for work. Um, but mm. there's a difference because these these thoughts they're not urges, is what they say. They're not urges. They're fears. They're not going to act upon any of the things that their brain is telling them they have done, or that what would happen if they don't do something else. Um, but yep. they're fears of the things happening. So it's kind of, it's, it's more, it's more like your, so intrusive thoughts, it's not, it's not uh, like exclusive to uh, OCD. You can have mild intrusive thoughts and not having OCD. But just for an example, it's like if you're driving along, um, and a type of intrusive thought that um, is quite mild and, some people have experienced before is um, if you're driving on the motorway and you suddenly become aware that you could just turn the steering wheel and everyone in the car would be gonna because you've just you're not going to do it you're driving and that's what you're here to do but you become aware that it's possible so that's like a mild example of which a couple of people have um, experienced before but it's so much more it's almost like when you are um, looking off a cliff and you're like, I could jump off that and I yeah. could kill myself. And imagine experiencing that. That's a little that. bit of an intrusive thought. Imagine experiencing that, but scaled <laughs> up and like every day, every second and stuff like that. Oh man, so. it's mad. And it's what the people do. Like there was a woman that was scared of dying in a fire and she was practicing climbing out her bathroom window because that would be her escape route or something. Like it, she had this intrusive thought that like there was, she was going to be caught in a, in a like a somebody coming into the house or a fire or something like that and she would practice her route of escape um because that's how 
like intense the thought was that she thought I need to plan for an mm-hmm. escape route, which I think is mad. Yeah. It's crazy. So crazy. So, yeah. she. I found that in the documentary, she spoke to a lot of people. There was a lot of people that she spoke to, a lot yeah. of examples of people that um, she kind of went around and interviewed, which I thought was quite cool. Um, eye-opening, like I say, how intense the effects of OCD are, for sure. Yeah. Um, but there was a guy called Matt. Did you, did you pick up on him? Matthew. I'm not good with names. Which one? He was so chirpy, man. He was just like, you know, like most of them quite understandably were quite, quite reserved sad. and somber. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> he was so happy and so chirpy. And he ended up, I, when I first saw him, I was like, yeah, he's super happy. I love that. Um, and he ended up uh, being on the interview with her, the second interview they did on the radio. She yeah. took him. And he was sat on the chair and he was like, yeah, we're going in. We're going to talk to them on the radio. I was like, oh, he's really cute. I just <laughs> liked him. I just thought he was really nice. He's someone with a can-do attitude. He is somebody with a can-do attitude. Yeah, he really made the most of a bad situation. Um, but like, it, it, it's, it's eye. this documentary is eye-opening in the sense that like you go, ah, oh, I didn't um, realize that OCD was like that. And mm-hmm. you kind of get a, uh, and, and, and you get a, a feel for how these people live, how these people struggle. But then like, I'm going to be a bit mean, but the, the documentary isn't great. And mm-hmm. uh, but mm-hmm. she's done it off her own back. You know, she's got no budget. So I'm being a little bit picky and a little bit mean to her. Yeah. But yeah. you know, what, what she's done is, is, is basic. So, you know, you get the message and then I'd say that's kind of all you get. There's no, explanation to how ocd works in the brain there's mm-hmm. no explanation on kind of how you, how you deal with people with ocd how you accommodate for people with ocd how you can help people with ocd there isn't anything like that in this documentary all it does is give you an insight into how intense it is and that is enough of a message arguably yeah um, it's this, if, it the aim of this is for awareness in a way as opposed to you know, we, we say we always like an action plan. So it'd be nice to know, you know, certain do's and don'ts when it comes to people with OCD. Um, but I guess just at this stage, we, we don't know much about it. I, but going into it, I knew that there were ticks and stuff like that, that people, people would have. So it's not necessarily having everything needing to be clean, but you know, having to switch all of the lights on and off a couple of times before you can even leave the house. So I knew about that, but, you know, th- this made me aware of quite a few things that I'd not known about OCD. So, mm. but w- one of the things they do mention is uh, that there are a lot of resources resources on there. So there's ocduk.org and there's a lot more information um, on there where they can, where they tell you, you know, like, what is the disorder, what different types there are, what causes it. Um, and then there's like, frequently asked questions about it but there's there's a lot more information on there which when i when i when i've uh you know got the time i'll, I'll read through the rest of it but i've re- read through some of it and it's um yeah again this is quite enlightening as well um it's eye-opening yeah i'd say that i don't know about enlightening is enlightening the right word there well i feel i've i've I know things that I didn't know before, so I've been enlightened. So okay, I on. guess 
if, oh, that 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 word means something. Yeah, yeah. I put I put like a happy connotation to that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but maybe I've. So I would I would um, rec- I'd recommend this in in the sense that I recommend that people you know become aware of of, of the illness and um that that it's not what is often construed in popular culture and media. it's not like the stereotype it's not like yeah. the stereotype at all yeah because like i could be somebody that you know I'll, I'll be honest i could be somebody that would be like oh yeah i'm ocd i like stack my pens up you you can clearly tell that i am not ocd but you know i'm just giving an example that like yeah i could i would like stereotypically say oh yeah somebody that's ocd they just like things in a certain way or they're tidy I didn't realize they're crippled in, you know, there was one kid that doesn't even leave the house. Mm-hmm. There was one kid she interviewed on Skype and he was like, I don't even leave the house because I just can't deal with, like he, his one was like the, uh, cause one of the, one of the common things as well as intrusive thoughts was like bacteria. Oh, the bacteria one mm-hmm, illnesses mm-hmm. where people thought people thought they were going to catch diseases and illnesses. So they washed their hands all the time. And he was like, so hung up on, catching a, a virus or disease he yeah. didn't leave the house and he was like if, if anybody comes into my flat i will freak you know so like i didn't realize it was that debilitating there was also the young girl that stabbed herself yeah because she thought if she didn't her mum would die okay. she, yeah, yeah. yeah if she, and, and what did she what did she call it was it mr meanie or something so yeah she was mr. quite Man young book, isn't it? oh god there is she a dark a name? side yeah, she called it. It was it was it was Mister Meanie. She was seven when she was diagnosed, yeah. and she got beaten up at school when she was nine because of it. Yeah, that was kids that was are pretty shit. Tough, it, like like <laughs> they they can do some horrible stuff, but again, like just people weren't aware of it. The kids at school just had no idea why she was doing what she was doing. Um, the teachers didn't had as no well. idea. Yeah, didn't teachers know how to cope with it. Uh, yeah. how to deal with it and they actually they exacerbated it as well so the, like her they took away her coping mechanisms as well because she did uh word searches word searches helped her cope with her ocd and the okay, teacher yeah, thought she was right. being distracted and took them away and i was like that kind of stuff really frustrated me watching it and it's like mm-hmm. but it's all in retrospect as well so you know I'm angry now because I'm, I've been watching this documentary and I've learned about it. So mm-hmm. I guess that's the only way you can prevent stuff like this is by being aware and actually knowing what's going on. Yeah, and that's, true. That's, and that's why I'd recommend. I'll finish with it. I think there was, a, there was one quote in it that I wrote down that I was like, that's really cool. Um, and there's a bloke that she interviews that says, you can, you can understand a broken leg because you can see it. So you can understand a broken leg, but you can't understand a broken psychology. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, that is true. It's, it comes back. Do you know what it ties in? Because it's mental health week, isn't it? Or at the moment, or it's been mental health yeah, day yeah. recently. And it ties into that. You just, don't, you just don't know what people are going through and how they cope. So, yeah. It's, it's eye-opening. It's an hour. It's easy to digest. It's worth a watch so that you can become aware of what's going on. Um but yeah, it's not it's not gonna blow you blow you away, I don't think, but it's a good it's got a very good message in it. That would be my take. Yeah. So that was so it was living with me and my OCD. Um it's a YouTube documentary. So yeah, 
that's our that's what we think oh nice little review mate do you know do you know what like I the the Travis Pepper show has just gone from Mr. Kim Jong Un and Mr. Tickle to to a very very serious conversation around OCD. Um, we 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 deliver we deliver content on two different spectrums there, man. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> you don't really think about it. Yeah, we uh... like how how do we expect anybody to take us seriously? after what the first 40 minutes of this podcast was. If anybody gets that far, that they then listen to that OCD piece, how are they going to take us seriously? I, I, think, I think we're quite convincing. I think they'll they'll kind of get to the end of the OCD bit, uh, 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 part of the, the show, and then go, wait a minute, weren't these the guys that were just talking about Mr. T-? And that's when they'll realise. <laughs> yeah. As soon as they hear us giggle again, that's when they realise. We've had Mr. Tickle and a f- my friend that shat himself, and then we've gone to the OCD thing. So... Anyway, we're going to talk about more, um, I guess, quite serious stuff, I would say, actually, when we talk about this album. Um, mm-hmm. So, oh, help me with the title. All My all my Demons Greeting Me As Friends. Yeah. By, By Aurora. Yeah, Aurora. Woohoo! Yeah. Nice. This is one of the first names you've got right. Da, 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 to be honest, last week's da, one was pretty da, difficult, da, da, though. And we da, found out da, this week that we da, still weren't da, pronouncing it correctly. So, she is a lovely little lady from, or a woman, or a girl, or a lady, from uh, Norway, right? She's Norwegian. She's 23, 24 years old. So, she's fairly young. This was her first album when she was 19 years old. Um, so she was like, what, well, that's one thing I'll point out as we go through, but I think for somebody that's 19, you know, this album is so, it's so dark. It's kind of so mm-hmm. cold. Um, it's very emotional. I'm here at 29 years old talking about Mr. Tickle. She's 10 years younger than me and she's got a really serious grip on emotion and, death really death and suffering and all those kind of things Um, Mm -hmm. but she's from norway and do you know what when i googled uh, aurora do you know actually know what it means aurora do you know what it is i know what an aurora is like in the sky yeah it's it's the the diffraction of um light through certain gases when they're released into the atmosphere so you've got the aurora borealis borealis which is the northern lights so if, I think that's the thing that you're talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is what I'm talking about. Well done. Um, <laughs> round of applause for Travis. Um, and she's Norwegian, she's Norwegian as well. Yeah. So I was like, okay, she's tied that in very, very nicely. Um, other thing that I thought, right. So do you know what, mate? I probably had, I had, I probably had more fun watching interviews of her than listening to the album because I just got <laughs> lost in this web of watching her because she's fantastic, right? She's a right character. She's definitely different. She's edgy. She's that kind of like Florence in the machine style, like edgy kind of, yeah. kind of do you see where I'm going? Edgy yeah. kind of female artist. And you, you watch her interviews and it's like craziness. Um, and she mentioned that her sisters are her makeup artists and her um, costume artists. One yeah. of them does her costumes and one of them does her makeup. And I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> um, so let's actually talk about the music. Yeah. Uh, the first track, the first track, Runaway. Um, I 
really like this track. And I found out that she was 12 years old when she wrote it. And I was like, that's crazy. I like this track by a 12 year old. That's so weird. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, there's a, tw- do you know what I mean? Like there's a 12 year old that's released a song and I'm like, this is a decent tune. Like I like it. Um, it's, it's very minimalist. It's, uh, I think it's very dark. Mm-hmm. I think what they do very well is it's basically like, um, it's basically bass guitars, synth, like bass, synth, and her vocals. And she's got a great voice and they layer, um, her vocal, I think, mm-hmm. very well. They mm-hmm. do it throughout the whole of the album, but it's got that kind of minimalist electro feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really liked it. Um, you've then, you've then got The Conqueror, um, which is a second track, which is a bit more upbeat. And this is where I started to feel Florence. Um, mm-hmm. with the music. Um, you know, when she sings, I've been looking for the conqueror. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's very Florence. And it's got the, um, it's got the bass, uh, the, it's got the bass in it, like, doom, 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 like it's, and it's almost like, um, Dog Days Are Over by Florence and the Machine. Yeah. You I know, can it's see got that. that. I can see Do you that. see where I'm going? So yeah. it, 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 it started Runaway. And I was like, this is very minimalist. This is very edgy. This is very different. I like it. And then it went to Conqueror. And I was like, okay, this is more poppy. This is more poppy. This is more Florence. And I thought it was okay. Um, I did, I didn't like, I, I thought the first track was a really different sound. And I was like, this is going to be something really completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of found that when she went into Conqueror and running with the wolves, um, I felt it becomes a kind of a little bit more poppy. Florence and the Machine. LaRue mm-hmm. was the other one that popped into my head. Do you oh, remember her? I remember LaRue. I'm going in for the kill. Yeah. Um, That's quite interesting because I, I, Conquer is one of my favourite tracks because of the energy. And I've, okay. I remember I very vividly, um, I was just, uh, so the way I found out about Aurora was my mate was playing it at work many, many years ago. And he's just playing it in the background through his speakers. And I think every time this album came on, I, I, I went, oh, who, who's this? And he'd be like, oh, it's Aurora. And I was like, oh, really cool. And apparently I asked him like three or four times, "Who? oh, who's this? I really like her. Until he came over to my computer and saved the album to my Spotify so I'd stop asking. <laughs> uh, and, and it was brilliant. And when I was around that same friend's house, everyone was, um, everyone was just uh, chilling out, having a couple of drinks. Everyone went downstairs for some drinks. Um, and he'd just press play on a playlist and Conqueror Live by Aurora started playing. And I just remember sat there watching it. I felt, I felt like I was high just, just watching this video. She was just so happy to be on stage and she was just saying things like her, her dancing and everything was so engaging. Of course, the performance is amazing. Her vocals mm-hmm. live are amazing. And there was just a moment in the song where she's, she just goes, Oh, thank you so much. I love you. And then goes into the final chorus. And I was just like, oh, I love you too. <laughs> yeah. No, she's a great character. Like, yeah. I, honestly, like when I was watching her and, you know, like the covers that she does and stuff, she does some awesome covers. And that's what we've been pinging back and forth all week. Mm. Um, so I thought there was a lot there. Um, it was, do you know what, mate? It, it's weird. I, I didn't get time to listen to this again today. And I wanted to because I sometimes find it hard when I haven't listened to it that day as well. Um, but I've wrote, I've written about Lucky that I was like, it starts quite dark. And this is the first 
like track where I'm like, she's like starts to feel, I I started to feel that she's like a troubled young girl. Like she's got like a past or she's got troubles because she talks about lucky, like she sings, I'm lucky to be alive um, through that track where I was just like, I don't know. I feel like she's, she's got a lot of history for a 19 year old girl. Um, And she lifts the track there. You know, she starts the track very dark and down, um, but lifts it through mm-hmm. the chorus which i thought okay that was quite interesting um winter winter bird again i was like okay electric minimalist i wasn't a lot going for it for me until like halfway through the song where she breaks it down um she breaks it down to just like they break it mm-hmm. down to just the yeah, vocal yeah. and the bass guitar at 222 and they drop the haze she's got the haze in all the different pitches that are panned differently in the headphones yeah. Do you know the bit i'm talking about yeah, yeah and i was like that's wicked i thought that was really really cool um but apart from that like little section the rest of it was a little bit just kind of going through the motions as i say um mm-hmm. is, is, is probably the way to go that um, was winter bird that was Winter Bird, yeah. yeah. Again, Lucky is one of my favourite tracks as well. Um, well, Lucky. Yeah. How does that chorus go when she sings I'm Lucky to Be Alive? And I feel alive for the very first time. Ah, that's it. Uh, Not everybody okay. knows that I am lucky to be alive. Be alive. Okay, yeah, yeah. And it's just yeah, i felt okay. like because 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 at the beginning of the song it's really dark and it's kind of it it is really a bit dark. claustrophobic and it feels really focused yes. and then the chorus comes in and it's kind of like you're just thrown backwards a little bit and you're like and it all kind of opens it, up and it, it, yeah agreed. it's wonderful agreed Love it. yeah 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 agreed 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 with all of that um i went too far yeah i've not got much for that either I've not got okay. much for that, so I don't know if you want to do. I've, I've, I've really, I've gone from I went too far through the eyes of a child. I haven't got much for. Um, I thought through the eyes. So I went too far. I think um, it's 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 one of those that wasn't. It just wasn't quite a single for the album. But I thought it was it was lovely to listen to. Um, the, the opening line is, you know, I went too far. Um, and it opens up, and I think it's got some of the best verses. Uh, just the chorus wasn't that as catchy as the rest of it. Through the eyes of the child, I thought were um, I always remember thinking there were some of the um, best lyrics on the album. And she talks, she talks about how um, uh, you know it, it's good to see the world through the eyes of the child, and how you look at things differently, um, and 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 stuff like that i think the ver- yeah hey i've got it here the world is covered by our trails scars we cover up with paint watch them preach our sour lies i'd rather see the world through the eyes of a child through the eyes of the child uh, and I, you know it it quite clearly is talking about you know when you start to become a bit disenchanted and jaded with how things are in the world and you remember you everyone's a bit more of an optimist when you're a kid and stuff like that um mm-hmm. and I, I yeah i just i thought it, the way she, the way she talks about it the type of lyrics that she used is um it is wonderful it's, it hasn't got a chorus that's the thing it's it's like 
it's three sections and then out with a little bit of an instrumental. So it's not, it's not like a big hitting song. It's just one of the very quiet laid back ones, which I really, really liked. So, um, and then it goes on to warrior. So I'm sure you have something to say about that. I, I don't have a lot. Really? Yeah. Like for me, I, I would like that by the time what I've written is by the way they layer the simps and the floor, Tom, at the end creates an epic wall of noise, but it's not something that's not been done before by her or other artists. I felt like I got quite upset there. The sound, the sound of Runaway was to me a really cool track. And mm-hmm. then everything else is stuff that has not like I thought has been, I've, I've heard before with other artists and other people. Um, and it's, it, I, I've written that it's got a tribal vibe for it. And it's got mm-hmm. a weird intro with the wind chime, the wind chime sound to it. Yeah. But that's all I've got for it. The m- murder song, I really liked. So I've got a lot for that. The five, four, three, two, one. Yes. Um, so I mean, I don't know if you want to add, add, please, please, by all means, add, add stuff to Warrior. But you know, it wasn't a track that jumped out. I, to I me. love her vocals on the chorus. She does this thing where it's like, um, she switches from her chest voice into her falsetto and it's so, so smooth. And it's like, uh, they do, um, I'm a warrior. I'm a warrior here, here, here. And it does this kind of descending thing. I thought that's so beautiful in that song. Um, especially I like her. I love her falsetto. It's so kind of whispery and enchanting. And yeah, I think the chorus of warrior is fantastic. Um, and it's one of those songs where I can just imagine it absolutely exploding live. Um, especially with the kind of like, as you said, the tribal drums, the kind of, uh, feel that it has. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's, uh, it's one of the singles off the album as well. It's one of the, th- the three or four singles off there. And I think it's fantastic. So yeah. And then yeah, murder song, the five murder songs, five, five for me. Four, yeah. Three, two, one. Yeah. Creepy, innit? When, mm. when she opens it, it's creepy. And again, they do the layer on her vocal and they layer her vocal and it almost sounds like a little choir of creepy girls. Like it, it's almost <laughs> like you could, you know, you could almost see the scene where like I had this scene in my head of like somebody creaking a door open into like a haunted house mm-hmm. and you can hear mm-hmm. her singing five, four, three, two, one. And then you could, and then, and this might be the wrong word, but I think it's then a, a piano arpeggio. Where it's just like the four notes, like repeating mm-hmm. over and over again. Yeah. yeah. And she's, that's rolling underneath her voice. And the whole thing is creepy. And I can imagine like you're walking up in this haunted house behind her and she's on the piano and her head like spins and does a 360. Do you know what I mean? Oh. She's, she does, she does a 180 to turn around and look at you. She's definitely um, the kind of person who'd be up for creating like a horror movie. Like a hundred percent. Yeah. And, and I think I'd, I'd watch it and enjoy it. And I'm not, I'm not like a horror fan, but I feel like her, her style might be cool and crazy. Um, and then she, she does the whole, he holds the gun to my head and he shoots her again. I'm like 19 years old, man. Like this is deep. Mm-hmm. This is deep for 19. And then, do you know what you were saying about the lyrics from one of the other tracks that you liked? My favorite lyrics are, in here because she talks about that she's dead and she says Mm -hmm. he holds my body in his arms he didn't mean to do no harm and he and he cries and he cries he did it all to spare me from the awful things in life that come 
and he cries and he cries. And I thought that's a really interesting spin because he shot her and she spun it into, he did it in a nice thing to save me from the suffering of life. Mm. I, and I'm just like, dude, you're 19 years old. Go out and like swim in a lake. Like <laughs> She probably does that too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she probably does. Yeah. But I liked, I liked it. You know, I like, I like, I liked it a lot. Um, and I liked how like at the end it comes back to the arpeggio and she sings the gun is gone and so am i and here i and here i go and mm. then she you just has that with the piano and then it just goes silence and it's just i was like oh mm. like like for me that was a that sent chills through me that song and i was like yeah. i really enjoyed that um then for me um the, the only thing I've written about home is that it's got a sea shanty kind of vibe to it. Do, yeah. Do you know what I mean when I say that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. It's got, it's got like a, what do we do with a drunken sailor type vibe to it, which I, <laughs> which, which I is one of our jams. Different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is, which is one of our jams. Um, um, and again, like deep gory, like she talks about being wrapped inside a cocoon made of flesh and bones. I was like, mm-hmm. oh. Yeah, like that's all a bit intense. Um, then under the water and black water lilies, I've got nothing for. So I don't know if you want to, um, add anything to that. But for me, I was at this point just, I don't know, kind of going through the motion of her sound and, and that there wasn't anything that stood out to me until the last track. Um, but I do, do you want to say anything about the other two? Are you happy for me to skim? No, no, go go straight for it, man. Skim, did he skim? So then you've had all of this sound, you've had all this layered vocal, you've had all this, um, these stiff, these different synths, and there's been like a bombardment of sound to your ears, which is, it's just good stuff. Um, and then all of a sudden it's just her and the piano, isn't it? And it's beautiful. Mm. It's a cover track. It's a cover track, right? Yeah. You're, you're aware. So this, the final track is Half the World Away, which is originally an Oasis song. I'm a big fan of Oasis. We should do some Oasis stuff. Um, uh, I'm not. <laughs> you're not? No, no. Oh, I love Oasis. Uh, mate, do you know what I was thinking about the other day? Well, we should do an Oasis album. And if you don't put it in, then that is, I'm gonna, there's going to be handbags and tears and all yeah, sorts. Probably. Um, fuck you. Um so I thought the final song was a breath of fresh air. Um, mm-hmm. I've written that it's raw. It brings her back to just her and her voice, which is epic. And it has a real innocence to it. You can sense that she's a young girl and it, and she brings this innocence to just her and the piano. Um, I've actually written Mr. Tickle would, would want to tickle her. I've actually just seen that. <laughs> <That's the sound. laughs> Mr. Tickle would want to tickle her. He would. If there was any song he was going to tickle her to, it would be this one. Um, it was also the John Lewis advert, wasn't it? I would like yeah. to leave this yeah, it was. city, this old town. I remember, I remember so going like, where have I heard this before? I can see the warning signs floating around my mind. Sorry. Here oh, I yeah. go. Not I've been the whole song. scratching around in the same scratching old hole. No, we need to. We need to. We need to move on. But I, um, I did like, even though it's a cover. I think she did it very, very well, and mm. I like the fact. I, I mentioned it with. Might have been. Might have been ripe. 
that they had a song at the end that was just the acoustic guitar and him singing. And I kind of liked the way that she did that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, like I, if I was to recommend songs, I would recommend Half the World Away, which is the end song. I would recommend Murder, Murder Song. I would mm-hmm. recommend Runaway. They're the three tracks that I would recommend to people. And do you know what, mate? I'm in a predicament, probably in the same place that you were with London Grammar, that like there's two or three main tracks on there that I like, but the rest of it hasn't sold me, unfortunately. So for me, I wouldn't put it in. Oh my God. I I am shocked. I, I, wow. I, uh, I'm speechless. Why, why are you shocked? I think the composition, the production, the songwriting is absolutely fucking fantastic on this album. This is one of my favorite albums of all time. This is, I think it's brilliant. And I think the bits where you compare them to other artists, like, like we've, you compared a lot to Florence and the machine. Um, but the things and the sound that you've compared to Florence and the machine, the songs that Aurora's done, I think are just so much better than the actual songs. The sound overall, I can easily compare to them as well. But, oh, I'm, I'm a little bit heartbroken for that one. I was, uh, I, I, I was, I was, I yeah. had high hopes for that. So, Did you? Well, actually, that's not what you said last week. You said this is a gamble and I don't know if you're going to like it. That's what you said. Um, I, I didn't know what you think about the sound, as in, I didn't know if you were into that kind of like Florence and the Machine uh, or, or like enjoyed that. But, I thought that the songwriting itself is so good that the credit would shine through, but that's a shame. I'm, I'm, I'm quite sad now. I just have to find something with trumpets in. Yeah. It is a little bit like that though, mate. Like I, I didn't enjoy listening to it because I felt depressed. I was listening to it. One, one of the times I listened to it in the car and it was raining and I was like, God, I feel Oh, I just, uh, it just, it's not, it doesn't make me feel good. Oh man. It just didn't make me feel good as an album. Like I can appreciate the songs. I can appreciate her voice. I can appreciate, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, you know, I can sit there and appreciate it musically, but I didn't enjoy it. And I wouldn't mm. say to somebody, listen to this because you'll come off the back of it going, oh, that was cool. Enjoyed that. I just don't know. And I just couldn't, really? unfortunately. I feel, I feel yeah, like, yeah, I'm sorry because because of that. I feel like you're 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 missing out on a whole like category, not category, a whole big chunk of music. If it if if the music that you want needs to be have that certain like happy uh, outcome from it, I'm just trying to, dude. One emotion. Remember that. Yeah, I, emotion, I know, I know. But I, I, I it, it does make me a little bit sad because like. Uh, it, so, it, it makes me it makes me worried about like you know how much of a variety we can get into this podcast uh, into this uh, playlist. So yeah, I, well, I'll, I'll have to keep pushing the boat out and just seeing how how it goes. Really, I mean that's what I'll yeah. Because I, wa- I want to get a female in there, but it just wasn't for me. Hmm. Yeah. Well, we started with Mister Tickle. <laughs> <laughs> it's, gone, it's gone downhill from there, hasn't it? Oh this man! <laughs> oh, <laughs> we've gone, we've gone from high to serious to a low. Right. So should we quickly, should we quickly just like polish off and see you later then? Yeah, let's do. It. <laughs> let's 
do it. But do we have a recommendation from our friend from Down Under? Yes. Yeah, we do. Matt Corm- Matt Matt Corby, Rainbow Valley. Matt Cornby, Rainbow Valley. Well, that's going to be one of our ones for next week then. Um, we have one last thing Corby, on the books. Not corn. Cor- Corby. Matt, Matt Corby. Cool. Rainbow Valley. Yeah. And then we have one thing left on the spinner. So I guess we don't need to spin it technically. Oh, sp- should I spin it just for the crack? Should we find out if you can spin it with one thing on it? Let's see if you can spin it with one thing on it. No, it doesn't let you. It doesn't let you spin it. No, unfortunately not. So, yeah, we have um, one book left, which is Legacy. Um, and Legacy is a, uh, a book about the All Blacks, um, arguably one of the most successful sporting teams in history. I think they've got, a, oh, I'm not going to say, they've got an incredible win rate, but I don't know what that percentage is. Um, the national team for New Zealand, rugby team, mm. the All Blacks, it's a book about the mantras and the habits that they have mm-hmm. that they believe have taken them in into being the powerhouse that they are it's a good book that's good a good book um so that's going to take us a while to do so we've got at the moment we've just got an album for next week so what else what else are we doing one two three four five six seven give me a number between one and seven i've got seven things i've been recommending five yeah cool okay so there is uh a mini series on netflix at the moment called the playbook and it's um different sporting coaches um talking about their their rules to life if you will Mm -hmm. um and it's quite a good they're they're all there's five episodes they're all relatively short um Mm -hmm. half and half an hour each or so um do you want to run through all of them or do you want me to give you a couple to do? Yeah, give me a couple. Go for number two and number... Should we do... I didn't like that one. So you've got four, <laughs> four two episodes. Yeah. So Jill Ellis, Jill mm-hmm. Ellis, who is the um, USA women's football coach. Mm-hmm. And we'll go with... Patrick, number four. Patrick, more, more, I don't even know you pronounce his name. More Tagaloo. He was um, Patrick the M. tennis coach <laughs> for Serena Williams. It's probably his biggest one. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Episode two, episode four. Awesome. All right. And we'll talk about those next week. So we've got two episodes of this. We've got the album and we've got the book that we're going to be doing for two weeks from now, I guess. You want something else? I could recommend something else. Do you want yeah, put a on. movie in there? I'm going to recommend you for a movie, The Grand Budapest Hotel. Okay. Colin Firth. Colin Farrell. No. Who's I in it? Ralph Fiennes. Saoirse Ronan. Bill Murray. Ed Norton. What am I thinking of then with Colin Firth in it? I'm thinking of something different. In Bruges. Cool. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> All right, mate. Yeah. So, oh, right. Ne- next week we are going. Next week we're going to do the the Rags album. We're going to do oh. a couple of things from the playbook. And do you know what? I'm fed up with this fucking internet. It's pissing me off. Let's just end it. <laughs> right. See you later. Still love you though.
no matter fuck what. the internet <laughs> bye internet fuck you it's the travis pepper show thanks for listening guys if you had as much fun listening as we did prating about on record, then tune in next week where we'll do it all again. But between now and then, you can follow us on Instagram by searching Mentoring a Moron. So good luck trying to get that out of your search history.